0: Pastor Mike McCoy welcoming you to the time of truth. God laid this on my heart. I preached part 1 this morning. I'll use that as a brief introduction today and jump right into what God's put on my heart. I'm in Matthew chapter number 28 verses 1 through 6 again, if I may. And uh pray that uh, the lord will speak to your heart through the very word of god today. How many believe this this is the, that this is the unerring word of almighty god? I believe that today. I'm satisfied you can't talk me out of it. It's proved itself too many times. Here we are. I'm excited about being here today. It's a good day. Something's happening at the First Free Will Baptist Church today. Aren't you glad? Hey, it happened 2,000 years ago. Praise God, it's still happening now. Over and over and over again, we celebrate the resurrection and people are born again into the family of God. Matthew 28, verse number one, shout amen if you found it. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set up on it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, For I know that you I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. You come to the graveyard, you're looking in the wrong place. For he is risen, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Father, we love you and thank you for this day for the excitement, for the Spirit of God, for the goodness of our God, for what this day means to us, Lord. We praise you for every person in the pew. We praise you for the opportunity to be here. I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue, preach me, God, inside the bounds of the book. I pray you'd touch every ear in the building to be able to hear what the Spirit saith. Praise God, I pray you'd touch me, Give me strength and unction to preach with. May conviction come throughout the house of God today. I want to give you glory and honor. Save the lost one here today. God, I pray you draw them out of their sin. They'd be gloriously saved. The one that's backed up, cold, indifferent, wherever they might be. I pray, God, that you'd draw them put them back in the fold where they belong. We learn, oh God, we know how that works. God is able to keep that which we committed unto him. Bless this day for thy sake, asking him my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen, I tried to preach this morning, and this is the title of my message, part one this morning. I'll give you the second part of it. Today at the 11 o'clock service is this. He got up for me. I'm glad that he got up for me. I'm glad that he didn't stay down. He resurrected. He stood back up, praise God, what that literally means. I'm glad that he is risen. He's no longer in the tomb. No, he's walking around doing his work, intercession, as Brother Randy said. I'm glad that he's not in the tomb. We see this this morning. He promised to get up and he fulfilled the promise he said i'm going they're going to crucify me and i'm going to raise the third day you know what happened they crucified him what happened he rose the third day just like he said he promised that he would get up then he had the power to get up it had been one thing to say, i'm getting up but it took the power to raise him up. I'm glad for the power of God today. The power that'll change you. The power that'll keep you. The power that'll carry you through. It's by his power. It's not, hey listen. It's by the spirit of the Lord. He said I have power to let it down. I have power to take it again. That's what he done. But I want to see the purpose. And this was my point this morning. Of his getting up was this so I could get up for him. He got up for me that I can get up for him. He got up for me but it wasn't just for me but he got up for you. He got up for everyone, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so when that which is lost desires to be found, he got up so you can get up. Hey, he he doesn't want to leave. Brother Randall said he's going to leave some here when he comes. I'm just going to leave the most here. According to Scripture, Jesus said, Few there be that find it, not hey. Not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord's gonna enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Listen, there's a lot of people flying the flag today, but there's not a lot of people living alive. Now I'm speaking corporately. Compare this small number to the multitudes of those that are at the river, the lakes, the ball fields, and all the places of recreation out there in the world today. And I'm telling you, friend, we'll find ourselves in the minority, even on Easter, celebrated Easter Sunday, when the attendance of every church goes up, it will, it'll pale in comparison to those globally that are outside the body of Christ. Is everybody with me? Amen. Have I lost you yet? Look here. Because he got up for me, I will, and I'm gonna give you three things. Because he got up for me, I will, I, this is you if you're a Christian, I pray. Because he got up for me, and one of these days I'll get up for him, but I'm gonna have to be in the grave for him to get me up, resurrect me, or he might come and I get to go as Paul thought he was going in the rapture, I might get to go in that. Paul said, and we which are alive and remain, speaking that he thought he would be alive at the coming of the Lord, but he wasn't alive. Paul has been dead a long time, but to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. a plus class. That's exactly right. So we know that as Bible people. We know that we're willing to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. Well, watch this. Because he got up for me, I will show up for him. Amen. I'll show up for him. Now I know what you're thinking. I've been where you are just come on Easter and Christmas or dinner days. But this know what I'm talking about, showing up right here. I'm gonna show up for him. Now, because you just don't do this in the house of God. I hope you don't. I hope there's a time in your life as you're going along that all of a sudden the Spirit of God compasses, Encompasses you and all of a sudden you've got to be you're hearing a song or listening to a preacher or doing something out here at your secular job and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost shows up and you get beside yourself and all the, the joy of the Lord overwhelms you all of a sudden but I'm going to show up to worship him. I'm not going to come here and set like a knot on the law. And worship is this. Worship can be in your heart. Worship can be in your heart. But worship is always in a downward position. You'll find it throughout the Word of God. When they worship Him, they fell down and worshiped Him. Worship is always down. Praise is up. Worship is down. I'm going to show up and I'm going to worship Him. The Bible said it like this He said, Jesus speaking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, He said, The hour is come and now is that from that time till this time till the return of the lord the hour is come and now is that they that worship him what must worship him in spirit and truth the father seeketh such to worship him in other words that's what he wants us to do he's looking for us to worship him in spirit and in truth for god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Look, did we show up today to to check the box or did we show up to worship the Lord? Hey, do we have worship in our heart today? Are we recognizing him for who he is? Every good thing you've ever had in your life has come from God. Every good gift and every perfect gift Come up from above, down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. What he'll do for clay? He'll do for me. Listen. Have you worshiped him today? Of all days, of all days, he got up for me. I'm going to show up for him. And I'm not going to just show up. I've come to worship. I worshiped long before I left the house this morning but I would that we was like the Syrophoenician woman in Matthew chapter 15. And she's not even a Jew. And when she comes to Jesus, here's what the people said. This, I, I know I'm a little loud for some folk. I, I'm, not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm pouring out the right pot. And I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't apologize for it. It's just what I am. I am what I am. I can't change. I'm not trying to be dignified. I can't do it if I wanted to. I'm telling you, I just am what I am. And I am that by the grace of God. And the woman showed up. She wasn't even a Jew. And she shows up and they said, they said shh. She's a crying after him. Hush. I was preaching revival one time somewhere and this, this little child was just having a spell in there. He wasn't, I mean, he just been a kid. And I'm I'm telling you what, the mama was causing more commotion trying to shut him up than she'd just let him go. I said, leave him alone. We've told him to be quiet so long they sit there like dead wooden Indians in the house of God. It's time somebody gave him a little praise and worship. uh, Hallelujah. He said, lift holy hands in the sanctuary. She's not shutting up. Why? Because she needs something from God. She needs something and she knows he can do it. And when they tell her to shut up, she's going to cry the louder. She's coming in there and watch this. And when she gets to him and calls him son of David, then God don't answer her. You ever prayed and God didn't answer? Oh, he's just waiting on you. She prays, she don't hear nothing. God don't answer. What's happening here? Oh, it's not good. Now, if she'd have been free will Baptist, that'd been it. I asked, he didn't say nothing. I'm out the door, done, Can't, nothing gonna change. Asked him miss. She says, but the Bible said, she said, Lord, help me. And she fell down in worship. You wanna, listen, You want a response from God? You fall down and worship him. You just fall down and call him Lord. I mean right in front of everybody. Let everybody see you do it. This 12-year-old boy got killed in a four-wheeler accident. I I was preaching in the year 2000. I was preaching at a meeting one night. And and the little boy, everybody thought the lights was going to go out. It was about a quarter after 12. And the little boy said, hey, preacher, hey, preacher. And finally we let him speak. He said, the lights didn't go out. Six months later, that boy's riding the four-wheeler he wrecked. And he told the preacher, said, I've been praying that whatever it takes for my mom and daddy to get saved, I'm praying God will do it. The preacher told him, said, son, you know that's a big order. He said, it's worth it, preacher, I'm telling you. Whatever it takes for mom and daddy to get saved, he said, I'm asking God to do it. Six months later, he's riding the four-wheeler, wrecks, the thing flips, it breaks his neck. He's brain dead at Erlanger Hospital. Jeff Short, my friend from down in Overton County, meets him down at the hospital and the mama's pacing out in front of the emergency room like this, she didn't know what to do. The boy's brain dead in there. They're saying there, there's no hope, he's gone. She's pacing back and forth and Jeff told her what the little boy said. He said, you know, he'd been praying that whatever it takes to get you saved, that God would do it and if you're ever gonna see him again, Cause I'm telling you, that boy was sewed up, sealed up, sanctified, and ready to go. You're ever gonna see him again. You better know you're saved. She said, well, when, when can I get saved? He said, right now. <laughs> I'm talking about in the door of the emergency room at Erlanger Hospital. Anybody ever been there? I mean, it's one person after another. She said, what I do? He said, fall down right here with me and let's pray to God. She said in front of all these people, he said, do you want to be saved? She said, of course I do. They fell down on the concrete in front of all them people, called out to God and she got gloriously saved. Worship. He got up for me, I'll show up for him. I'll show up and I'll worship in spite of you. If you don't want to worship, listen, that's your business. I'm going to do it. He got up for me. I'll show up for him. Number two, I'm not only going to show up for him, but I'm going to do this and you might think this is what I'm doing today but I'm preaching today but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak up for him he got up for me I'm going to speak up for him and I'm just going to tell you in this woke civilization in which we live America's lost its mind it began when they didn't know the difference in boys and girls I'm telling you when you don't know that then you've got a mental deficiency because that's not hard to figure out Everybody needs to live on a farm for at least two years. That's all you gotta do. But I'm going to speak up for him. Now, some of you young guys are going to have some things to speak against. That, that, that I'll, I'm most likely I'll be dead and gone. Well, it could get it could get it could get worse fast. But if it continues on the progression. Jesus said it like this. When he's about to leave, here's what he leaves his disciples with on the Mount of Olivet. He says, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. I'm going to show up to worship, but I'm going to speak up to witness. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. You know what he's saying there? About me, he he said, "It you'll be witnesses about me." But he's speaking to them that know him. You can't be a witness for him if you don't know him. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and to all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. In other words, wherever you're at. Now some do it. Some do it through preaching, but it doesn't let us preachers off the hook. Some do it through singing; doesn't let rolling off the hook. Some do it through different avenues, or they have different abilities or gifts. But there's an expectation upon the Lord, from the Lord, upon us, that we be a witness. if you're mad and fussing and fighting down at the job site, you're a poor witness. If you love people, I mean earnestly love them, you'll be a good witness. Now I'm not talking about everybody stubbed their toe a day or two in their life. Say, not me. I'll follow you around for a week and point something out and then you can follow me around and point out 20 things. We've all done it. But if he got up for me, my crimmer, I'm gonna speak up for him. I'm gonna be a witness about him and say, well, look here, I'm not a Bible scholar and I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do. Just tell them what God done for you. Cause nobody else, brother Danny, nobody else has the same testimony that you've got or Randy's got or Randall. Nobody's got the same one. God done something unique in the way he done it for you. Now he saves us all by the blood. It's by grace through faith and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. I don't understand all that but there's something that God gave you. He done it for you. And You know what you can do? You can witness about that. I remember the day Austin Green got saved over there in the old sanctuary. Austin, I tell this story a lot of places. And Austin had had a four-wheeler wreck. It could have killed him, but it didn't. It didn't. What's God doing? Long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Had a four-wheeler wreck, could have died. Couldn't wait to get back to church. and he could have got saved in the woods. But he wanted to do it in church. Why would he want to do it in church? There wasn't as many people out in the woods. It's in a public place. When you get past yourself, you listen, you've got to get past yourself. And then, praise God, you can be saved wherever you're at. Amen. And I remember Delmer preached for three hours that morning, it felt like. And the invitation hadn't even started and here come Austin up the aisle and Panion broke out. The hallelujahs begin to roll. Glory to my God. Hey, what happened? And now he can tell people, here it is. Here's what happened to me. Are you a witness unto him? If it's all about us, We're a poor witness for him. See, John said it like this. He must increase. But I must decrease. That was a, that was, that's the words of the forerunner of Christ. Knowing, knowing what must happen. He's taken out of the way. Are you still with me? I'm going to show up for him and worship I'm gonna speak up for him. He got up for me, I'll speak up for him and I'm gonna be a witness. You're a good witness at these places you go sing, Gabe. Hobbling red on a healing leg, come to church. When you come, I'm not telling you, if you've got the plague, stay at the house. Just because you feel a little rough in the body. Look here, you're gonna graduate to 60 one day and the, the days of not feeling bad and the body is gone. You're going to wake up every day and say, huh, something else hurts. Be a witness. You know what you are today? Coming into the house of God on Resurrection Sunday, you're a witness unto them driving down the road. When they seen you coming this morning, they knew where you're headed. You're a witness unto them, Andrew. Are you a witness? I'm going to speak up for him. I'm going to witness. Lastly, today. Lastly, today. He got up for me. I'll show up for him and worship. He got up for me. I'll show up for him and witness. I'll speak up for him and witness. He got up for me. Listen, listen. I'm going to stand up for him and work. Amen. The Bible says it like this in James. You know why it's going there. Because I'm going to, I'm going to stand up for him and work. O vain man, thou say thou hast faith, and I'll have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Right. Say, I won't just fly the flag, I'll do the deed. Right. Amen. I'm going to do the work that he's called me to do. What has he called you to do? Say, Well, I can't do nothing. Yes, you can. Right. Yes, you can. You can do something. Show me thy faith. He said, he said, Thou believest in God, thou doest well. The devil also believe and tremble. The devil believes, he knows. Knowest not, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Dead faith can't do nothing. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are you seeking him today? What kind of work can I do? If you can talk, you can do a work. If you can't talk, you could write a letter. We have a text message today. There is something that you can do if you want to stand up for him. a story about a preacher Says in the he was on the radio and he got a letter or a card ever so often from this individual and they'd be just a little piece of money in it not much and nothing Mike Bunton told me them $10 gifts I'm not, I'm not downing anybody that gives hundreds of dollars but I'm saying he told me them $10 gifts from widows out there scattered across America he said, they do more for me than the churches do. The ladies, this preacher's receiving this mail from this lady and he don't know where she's at. So he finds her, he's in her, see where it's postmarked from. He's got the address, return address. He's in her town one day and so he goes to where she lives and he pulls into a real bad part of town. It's bad. It's the ghetto and then some. And he said, he walks over there, he gets out and he's looking around and he said, surely this can't be where she lives. He walks up and knocks on the door and a frail voice says, come on in. He said, surely the door's not unlocked in this neighborhood. He goes into the house. And over there in the corner with a stack of mail this high, said a little frail woman in an ink pen and a pad and a list of addresses. And he told her who he was. She said, i write you a letter every now and then. I hear you on the radio. He said, that's me. That's me. She said, I wish I had more money to send you. I don't have much, but I try to send you a little bit. He said, you'll never know how much that means to me. It encourages me greatly when I get that little piece of mail. He said, don't you want to save your money though and and get out of this place because isn't it kind of dangerous here? Here's what she said. No, the Lord blessed me with this. Well, if most people ain't living in a four-story mansion and got two new cars and two different kinds of boats and all these things in the world, they think that they're living in poverty and God hadn't blessed them. This woman's living in a ghetto and said, God's blessed me. Amen. You know what she's doing? Standing and doing the work. What do you think God done with that? <laughs> when he watched her right there. Don't you know that frail little body, they might have found her bent over in her wheelchair one day over that table of all them letters or maybe somebody come or maybe they called an ambulance and she is in a hospital room. Or maybe they carried her off somewhere into a nursing home and they wasn't anything left of her. There she lays in a bed, can't move, can't get anything done. God in heaven saying, just wait. You just wait. You're suffering now. The things of this world looks bad now. But wait till you see where I'm taking you. And one glorious morning, like our resurrected king, she opened her eyes in the splendors of heaven and said, Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. My goodness. He got up for me. I'll show up for him. He got up for me. I'll speak up for him. He got up for me. I'll stand up for him. Would you stand for him? Would you stand with him? Stand with me today. Can I ask you a question? Is your worship what it ought to be? Is your witness pleasing unto him? Are you doing the definite work that he's called you to do? Play me something. what you pick us on, friend. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.